Hey, what's going on, guys? And welcome back for the third episode of RCIA and making the decision to become Catholic. I'm Steve, uh, and first and foremost, I want to say thank you once again uh, for all my my listeners, and thank you for um, you know tuning in every well for the past three weeks at least. Um, I really appreciate it, and I, I, you know it's such a blessing to have um, have you guys join me in in this journey and uh, and learn about you know what's happened in my life. Uh, to lead me to this point. So today is going to be a very special episode. Uh, we're going to talk about um, California, <laughs> and apparently by popular demand, because uh, I have quite a few people ask me to get this episode out. So I'm trying to get it out tonight. Uh, well, actually, let me rephrase. It will be out today. <laughs> um, but what I wanted to do is, first and foremost, uh, the way you can help us out on the episode is make sure and subscribe and to give us five-star rating if you're listening on podcasts or on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else, just make sure and subscribe or follow. And um, yeah, so let's get into this episode. Hey guys, and welcome back for the third episode of... Uh, RCIA and making the decision to become Catholic. Um, this is Steve. Um, and uh, once again, thank you so much for listening and, and following my journey. Um, today we're going to talk about a pivotal point in my decision to become Catholic. Um, and a pivotal point in my life, honestly. Um, we're going to talk about California. But not only in California, but we're going to talk about how the loves of my life came into my life. Um, and uh, talk about how they had a profound impact on that decision as well as on, you know, everything. <laughs> I mean, everything. Um, so let's get started. So we ended off, you know, me going to California. So when I got to California, the biggest thing that, you know, I noticed when I first got there, and I've heard of California. I've been there before. Um, I actually went through there, went to L.A. I didn't go to NorCal, which is where I was, or Central California. Actually, it's a Bay Area. I'd never been in that area. Um, always wanted to go, but I never got a chance. And so I arrived there, and the first thing I noticed is the natural beauty of California. If you've never been there, you're, you don't know what you're missing. It's un unbelievable. It's absolutely gorgeous there. It's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Um, the, the beaches are pristine. I mean, they have like rock formations, and they have normal beaches. The water's unbelievably cold at that, and the weather's crazy, but I love it. <laughs> when I say crazy, I don't mean like it goes cold, hot, or hot, cold. I mean like there's fog um, randomly, and the fog lasts all day. It never burns off. Um, but yeah, it was crazy, and it would rain randomly as well. But, um, so I got there in August of 2016, and I was going to school in Monterey Bay um, for Spanish. And... When I got there, I had about a month before Spanish started, and so one of the things that we did, you know, while I was there is, since I didn't have anything to do for that first month, I actually helped out at the squadron a lot, you know, I, I was the, uh, what we called the, um, I, uh, what is it called? I can't think now. The NCOD, NCOI, NCOIC on duty, or NCO on, D, NCO on duty, <laughs> sorry, a non-commissioned officer on duty. Uh, which meant basi basically that I was in charge of uh, making sure that people were doing what they're supposed to do uh, in the dorms, all the airmen. Um, and, and that was interesting. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, 
But for the most part, I really had that whole month just kind of to get ready for the class. And during that whole time, you know, I kind of, I, I started to read the Bible again. I started to get into that again because um, I really wanted, I wanted my relationship back with God because I felt like, you know, I, I missed it. I honestly missed it. And <clears throat> I did that for about a month, um, you know, where I didn't have class and I started reading the Bible again. And then I finally started the class in September. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget. So the way it went is we had a week of English to ensure that we knew English grammar. And then we understood it. And then we were ready to learn Spanish grammar. Because in order to learn Spanish grammar, you have to know English grammar very well. Like super well. And so that was what we did is we learned English grammar before we got into the Spanish part of it. But the funny part is that right at the end of the English week, they told us, they're like, so next week, we will no longer speak English to you. It will be Spanish. And if you don't understand, you're just going to have to pick up on it. Because the whole premise of the course is to immerse you. And they were not kidding. That first week, I'll never forget what the professor said to us. He came in and he was like, he's like, hola, buenos días, and bienvenido a la clase de español, or in English, hello, good morning, and welcome to Spanish class. And from that moment on, it was all Spanish. It was, um... It's crazy. <laughs> it is the hardest class I've ever done in my life. So, um, of course, I started class. Class lasted eight hours a day, and I still had about six hours of homework every night. So basically, I had no life. Um, and then, uh, you know, I did that for about a month, and I kept hearing people talking about this church. And I was like, huh. You know, I, I never really... Um, I guess I, I kind of lost track of going to church. Um after I joined the military. I mean, I went, you know, I'd randomly go and I kind of, you know, I guess go every once in a while. I became what we call a keister, I guess, except it wasn't just Easter. And keisters, by the way, is like a Christian only on Easter. On Easter. <laughs> but um, I, I, well, I went more than just Easter sometimes. <laughs> um but anyways, so I was, I was sitting there thinking about it, and you know, I was like, maybe I should go to the church. And for some reason, I felt like something pushing me more and more, saying, go to church. Why don't you just go to church? Just go to church, Steve. And, you know, finally, I was like, well, either that's God telling me to go or I'm going nuts. <laughs> and so I decided to go, and thank God I did. Um, I got to the church and, and I felt welcomed and I loved it and I loved the band that they had. The band they had, it wasn't a church choir, it wasn't like that kind of church. This church was massive. There was like three different services, five actually, or excuse me, four. Um, they had three in the morning and one in the afternoon. And one in the afternoon was for Spanish, which was actually pretty cool. Um, you know, being that I was learning Spanish. Um, and so I went there, loved it. I actually tried out for the band because, you know, being a vocalist, I wanted to try and and you know praise god through song which i love to do anyways um and so i was like well i'll try that and i tried out and made it um but then i never heard anything back and it kind of disheartened me you know i'm not shallow i'm not like well i'm not going to go to church just because i didn't get on the band or they didn't call me back but i mean at the same time it, it really did dishearten me a little bit um but I, I still went to church and after being there for about a month i kind of just started to feel like i i I wasn't finding what I wanted, which was that relationship with God again. And um, so uh, I, I still went, 
you know, just because I felt like I, you know, I was supposed to be there, um, but I didn't feel the closeness that I was looking for. And then October 2016 happened. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, you know, internet dating doesn't work and, you know, this, you know, I've never seen success stories. Well, I tell you right now, I am one. Um, so I was on there and uh, I found this girl named April and, uh, and you know, swiped right. It was on Tinder. <laughs> and uh, I'll never forget, she had a llama picture on there. <laughs> yeah, she's hilarious. Um me and her have a lot of the same humor, <laughs> um, but swiped right, and um, and apparently she swiped right on me because as soon as I did that, of course, you know, I don't know how many people have used Tinder, um, but it said that we matched, and I was like, no way, that's so cool, and as soon as we matched, we started talking, <laughs> like I got a message, um, and we just kind of started texting back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then, you know, I gave her my number, and she totally unbelievably threw me off so after us texting you know we had so much in common number one uh number two is just like actually it was just uncanny how much we had in, in, in common and still have in common i mean of course you know there's not everything in common which that'd be bad you don't want everything in common but we had so much in common it was crazy um and then when i gave her my number <laughs> she facetimed me <laughs> and i was not at all in any way shape or form ready for that or expecting that and um so i answered the phone uh and we started talking and um yeah i mean yeah we talked for a long time a long time and uh we kept talking and then finally um for you know for a while for a few days um, and finally, you know, we were like, well, we should meet. Um, and she's, you know, at the time, you know, she, she was working and, uh, we had to kind of line up dates to ensure that, you know, that we were able to meet up, um, because her work schedule and, and, and having jazz and everything. And, uh, one day we decided we were going to meet at the mall <clears throat> and, uh, <laughs> So I get there. This is just give you a little bit of a sense of humor with with uh, April. <laughs> she, you know, I'm, we were supposed to meet at Starbucks for coffee, and so I, I texted her and I was like, "Hey, um, are you are you here?" You know, and so she's like, "Yeah, I'm here." And I was like, "Well, where are you?" And she's like, "Well, I'm over here on the other side of the mall." And I was like, "Okay." So I started to walk that way, and. And then she texts me back. She's like, I'm just kidding. I, I didn't make it. And of course, you know, any guy that gets told that, they're like, wait, what? So did I just get stood up? What the heck? What's going on? And so all of a sudden, I look up from this text message because, you know, of course, I'm like devastated that I get stood up. And um, I look over and there's this girl down the, down the, well, it's an outdoor mall, but down the hall. And uh, she's just kind of giggling. And, uh, come to find out that was her. <laughs> and she's like, she just kind of laughed and, you know, I realized it was her and I was like, jerk. <laughs> and like, we never, you know, officially met, met until that moment. But I mean, we just hit it off like right there, right then and there. And, uh, we sit there and we, we talked for hours. We had our date night and, um, 
and I told her I was related to Pocahontas, which I am, by the way. I know for a fact. My grandmother did a, uh, <laughs> a, or had paid somebody to do like a family tree, come to find out we really are related to Pocahontas. And so I became known as Pocahontas to her when she told her friends about me. She's like, yeah, Pocahontas man. And then, um, it, it, yeah, long story. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we hit it off. We talked for a long time. And, um, and yeah. And then after that, I mean, after I left the date, I have never been more sure of anything in my life that I knew right then and there that I had met someone unbelievably special and that it was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be that way. And, you know, I don't know how to explain it. I don't know. I don't get it. But it was like God was telling me, this is, this is, this is her. And of course, you know, I, I never believed in love at first sight, but honestly, at that moment, I would say that I, and still now, I believe in love at first sight. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I knew that she was the one from the moment I met her. And uh, we're going to stop right there and take a break. And actually, this next segment, I'm going to bring my beautiful wife on here with me. And we're going to talk to her. And, um... All right. Be right back, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back from the break. Um, And again, thank you for listening. So uh, right now I brought my wife in and she's going to talk with us. And we're going to kind of do like interview slash conversation slash knows what's gonna happen anyways so um yeah <laughs> so we left off where um we stopped the date or stopped the date <laughs> we ended the date uh and you know she started calling me pocahontas man um and you know of course we we um kept you know going out on dates and, and seeing each other and um and well of course before we really started getting into the dating process um i had to meet her parents and uh you had to be screened first. I had to be screened, yes. <laughs> you know? And uh, that was a very intimidating experience. I'm not going to lie. You talk about praying. <laughs> I was praying the entire way to the house and talking to my mother. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I got there and April comes out of the house and she's like, <laughs> well, I'll let her tell you. Huh? <laughs> I'm pretty sure my mom was napping. So I woke her up from a nap to tell her. Or No, she had just woken up from a nap. And I told her that there was someone outside that I really wanted her to meet. <laughs> I really wanted to keep seeing him. We had hit it off so great. And I didn't want to keep it a secret. And I knew that if we really wanted it to go anywhere... They had to meet him, and if they met him, then that meant that my daughter, Travis, could meet him, and you know this this could keep going. And um, anyway, so my mom was all upset, and she was asking all these questions that a mom would normally ask her daughter, bringing home a random man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then. It was, um, I don't know, it turned out 
that she really liked you, which I still <laughs> am floored by because it's not easy to get by my mom. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm still pretty amazed. You did good. Good yeah. job, love. Hey. <laughs> so um, after you know not dying, um, you know we we kept dating. And then around Halloween time, um, actually, it was Halloween. It was, it was like a really short increment yeah. of time before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Halloween, Halloween time. came first. Yeah, and then you met. That's right. Right. <laughs> this all went really fast. Yeah, but I met Jazz, uh, <laughs> which is my little love, and uh, my crazy one. She's, yeah, she's fun. Um, but, uh, so we met and it was cute thing because when she walked up to me, when she first met me, she like, you know, did the whole shy girl thing, put her hands behind her back and twirled her toe on the ground. It's like, hello. And, you know, um, we hit it off pretty good. She put me in pretty jail quite a few times that night. By the way, if you don't know what pretty jail is, I don't either. But <laughs> I got put in pretty jail quite a few times that night. Um, and, you know, the reason I really wanted to get into the story is because um, it honestly played, well, April played a massive role into me getting into the Catholic Church. Um, so I started going to church with her and her family. Um, probably, by the way, if you hear that noise in the background, it's my cat. We can never, he just goes crazy. Um, he's my other crazy. So... <laughs> But uh, yeah, I started going to church with her and her family. Um, what was it November? Mm-hmm. Mid-November. And at the same time, I was still going to the other church uh, that I told you about before. Um, I would go in the morning and then in the afternoon or the evenings, I would go. Or was it before? I, I slept a long time since then. And, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so it, it was... Um, I, I, yeah, it was November. Yeah. I, I know the timelines yeah. of this, this... Well, Posadas don't start until December. December. Yeah, but it was like November time during I started going. I suppose. Because yeah. I know you came... We're going to go in November. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I started going to church there. And, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, being military, um, I'm used to a structure. And when I got to the Catholic Church, I started to realize how much of a structure there really is within that church. And I think it's one of the things that really attracted to me, like, to the church. Um, and my cat is literally going crazy right now. I apologize. <laughs> um, but anyways, so I started going to the church and um, started getting to know the people and getting to know the the background somewhat and as well as how the mass would go. Um, and I actually have no idea what he's messing with right now. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, we're getting off topic today. Um, but yeah, I started going there, and then um, we started doing what was called posadas, and I'll let April explain that a little bit more on what a posada is and uh, why it's celebrated. Well, a posada is essentially, um, just to make it short and simple, um, the pilgrimage that Mary and Joseph um took um, and 
I, I guess there, there's prayer. There's a lot of prayer involved. There's a lot of um, rejoicing in, you know, the birth of our Savior. And it's um, extremely family-oriented and um, a lot of Latino communities have these traditions of songs and dances and um, it's it's a beautiful tradition that I really would love to keep alive in our family and when we started dating this was you know so close to my heart that you know I just you know had to let him see it and and experience it and so when <laughs> we took him out to um, Kashawa, which is um, <laughs> up in these crazy roads <laughs> yeah. where I actually grew up. So it was it was exciting to to go back home and and just allow him to see these traditions that we we still keep very much alive. And you know, it's it's beautiful to see you know the the older generations as well and how they they influence us now and i know it sparks a big joy in even my own daughter to see how you know um and not just you know say christmas is you know the day that we receive all these presents but to know you know that this is the day our our savior was born and and she's aware and she she feels that that presence and you know, it's, it's more of an experience rather than a day. Definitely. I know for me, you know, coming from the outside, never, I guess, experiencing that. Um, uh, it was, it's a beautiful thing. For one, number one, there's really good food. Just got to put that out there. <laughs> Just really good food. You came for the food. <laughs> I came for more. But no, and then, I mean, just the... You know us singing because what we do is we go through the street singing um till we got to the door of where the posada was at and um it was beautiful i mean it's, it's a beautiful beautiful tradition and beautiful thing to do and honestly you know talk about feeling closer to god i think me personally even though we were freezing because it was unbelievably <laughs> cold up there um in rainy yeah, it was really most time but I mean, it makes you feel closer to God, uh, and being able to experience that with April and Jazz, you know, is um, is great. It was amazing. Um, but we went through the Christmas season, and and then we uh, from there, I started really getting more. I started going with you guys more than anything. I stopped really going over to the other church mm-hmm. completely. Um, and and I, the biggest reason why, and I know for me personally. Um, is you know I was I've been talking about not feeling what I was looking for, and not finding it, not finding it, not finding it, not finding it, and finally, I found it. <laughs> like you know, I started going there, and um, we actually switched churches at one point uh, from Carmel, uh, which is where we were going. We started ending up going down to uh, St. Carlos. Uh, which is cathedral that's been in Monterey for ever, I think, from the beginning of Monterey. <laughs> yeah, that was the first Catholic church there. And it, it's it's absolutely it's still gorgeous. Still standing. Yeah, it's still standing. Recently got renovated, but it, you know, it's still very much 
has kept a lot of its artifacts mm-hmm. and um, it's just so historically beautiful definitely and and i know um when we got there um uh, i met father emil and uh you know you i've only met a few people in my life that i honestly consider to be godly like you know like i feel like they have that presence about them and i can honestly say that none of them for me this is just my personal opinion but every person that i've met that i felt that way about has been since i've been involved with the catholic church um and we'll get into other people later and that'll be in other episodes but at this moment father meal has helped us immensely again more episodes come on that but um um yeah he's helped us a lot um and meeting him and just kind of getting to talk to him he's actually from the uh, he's from Romania yeah uh he's from Romania and his accent is it, it's cool like you can hear it but then you kind of hear it's weird but yeah it's it's awesome he speaks so many languages yeah um, definitely i know when my family um first met father Emil, he um started at our lady of mount carmel in Carmel Valley and um, my experience with him has always been extremely positive he's always been very much a father figure um, and just a family member in general to anyone that has ever been involved in his parish um, I know he he really took jazz under his wing when Um, we baptized her and there was no father on the birth certificate and he made it a point to always hug jazz before mass and i i truly believe that that has also aided jazz in seeing the church as as more than you know just an hour away from home an hour in you know with heads being bowed and and traditional things but uh, <laughs> the dog. <laughs> it's, it's one of those nights. All the animals are going crazy. <laughs> but um, you know, she she's felt like she's at home, which has truly been a blessing to be involved in the church that way. And I mean, what more can you ask for when mm-hmm. your child needs that? Um, he's he's an honestly he's an amazing amazing guy. Um, and speaking of jazz. Um, cause we didn't really get into, you know, our relationship too much. I would love to bring her on, but it's actually way past her, way past her by the time right now. So <laughs> she's sleeping. Um, but you know, me and jazz, we hit it off from the beginning. Um, she loved seeing me. I love seeing her and we just kind of, yeah, set it off. Um, and she started calling me Kasi Kasi, which means almost, almost, but she started calling me Kasi Kasi because she seen me as almost, almost dad because she couldn't call me dad. She called me Steve for a long time. Um, by the way, our dog's having a nightmare right now. So <laughs> if you hear the whining. <laughs> um, but no, she called me Cassie Cassie for a long time. And um, it was funny because we always, we, that's what everybody started calling me. For some mm-hmm. <laughs> including She'd introduce her or introduce him that way. Yeah. And, uh, this is my Kasi Kasi. This is my Kasi Kasi. And um, he's 31 and still young. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, 
yeah, so we, we dated for a long time. Uh, you know, I kept going to the church and I finally, <laughs> the dog's sitting here looking at us like, what are you guys doing? Uh, but I finally, you know, I felt like I found my home. Um, finally. And I decided that, you know, I was like, I really want to get more involved with the church. Here's where the kicker comes in. So, um, we're going to, we're going to hit this point and then we're actually going to stop this episode and we'll pick up more up on the, uh, the next episode. But so, you know, we dated, um, and then in, uh, April, um, yeah, it was April, right? What? When we went to San Diego? No, it was May. It was May. Ah, oh, yeah, Jazzy's birthday, sorry. Birthday and wow. Wednesday. <laughs> um, it was May. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm the brains of this operation. Jesus. It was May, <laughs> and we were down in San Diego, and um, I was like, well, you know, this is a perfect time to uh, <clears throat> to do what I've been wanting to do since I first met her, and I decided to um, to pop the question, um, and is is they told me I should have done it while we were at the restaurant, but you know, I was like, no, I wanted to have a private time, and of course, you know, I got her mom's blessing and her dad's blessing again. By the way, that is the scariest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> but uh, got her mom and dad's blessing. And um, and and then when we were down there, we were in Old Town in San Diego. And I popped the question. And, and by the way, before I did that, I told her, I was like, I got to do this before I throw up, which she still makes me. <laughs> um, I really thought he was going to throw up. And she's like, what are you going to do? And oh, so. Oh, no, going to throw up. And he just fell down. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, pop the question. On his knees. <laughs> I was trying. Yeah, I was about to fall over. <laughs> but uh, pop the question, and we decided we were gonna get married. Um, and I had orders to go to Honduras because, of course, I told you, or I think I told you guys, that I was going to Spanish school because I had to go to Honduras. And so we decided we were gonna get married in July. And uh, this is where Father Meal comes in a little bit. So we come to find out that we couldn't get married through the church because since I'd been married before. I had to have my last marriage annulled by the church. And um, this actually affects quite a bit um, because even though I'm going through RCIA, I have to wait for the process of the annulment to go completely through before I can get into that. Mm-hmm. Which that's an entire episode on its own. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to stop there. And uh, yeah, so we'll bring April back next time too as well so she can be on the next episode and we'll go further into that one. But as always, um, it's been a pleasure. And um, our dog is looking at us like, why are we still up? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to get off here. And um, if you guys would join us in a prayer. And I'm actually going to let April do it this time. Um, I know, I just threw that on her. So um, if you join us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Father, thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. Thank you for allowing us to parent and guide Giselle. And thank you for um, all the people that you have brought into our lives that have blessed us and, and showed us your love through, your, through the Holy Spirit. Um, we are so thankful for all these wonderful blessings that we um, 
that we are able to acknowledge and even the ones that we we can acknowledge right now we are so thankful that you know you're giving us this time um to to reflect and and in the future be excited and and be more thankful to know that you you are blessing us every day in every way with your guidance and thank you for the love thank you for this time and we're name Alright guys, until uh, next week, thank you so much for joining us and uh, have a blessed week.